Hey, 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 we are dancing in the discomfort zone today, and I have invited Amber LeMay, otherwise known as Bob Balliard, from Burlington, Vermont, onto the show. Amber LeMay is a drag character that Bob has created, and he tells us all about his version of drag and what it means and what he's doing to better his community and what he did during the pandemic uh, to take Amber to a national stage. It's a fascinating episode. He talks a lot about the good work that they're doing and how drag for him is an entertainment, but it could also be a gateway. So enjoy this awesome episode, Dancing with Bob Bolliard. My name's Ann Bonnie, and I hope you enjoy. All right, we are dancing in the discomfort zone with Bob Balliard. Bob, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, it's very nice to be here, Anne. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because I wasn't sure who we'd have on the show today, whether it was you, Bob, or Amber LeMay. Tell me a little bit about who Amber is. Well, Amber is this uh, drag character that I created 28 years ago. Um, my friend uh, Michael Hayes and I were in a group called the Vermont Cabaret Players with several of our friends. We were raising money for the local AIDS uh, um, organization, and we did cabaret shows. And then um, he and I decided we wanted to do our own thing, you know, along with that. So we tried to sing, um, we called ourselves the Green Mountain Boys for a while and did some our own little male cabaret, but that people really didn't care to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so there was um, some other, there were some drag queens in town that uh, were getting very popular. And we went to their shows and uh, they were entertaining, but we didn't think they were that talented. <laughs> so Mike leaned over to me and goes, we could do that. <laughs> I go, well, yeah, I have no problem with it. And Mike was a costume designer and a creator. So he said, I can make the dresses. And I said, well, I can write material. And so we created uh, Amber and Marguerite, the sisters LeMay. And so that uh, we, we did several cabaret shows, um, benefits. We've always raised money for uh, good uh, groups and organizations. And we were having so much fun with it that the audience liked it. And so we had several people come up and said, hey, um, can we have fun with you? <laughs> and so we said, okay. And so we created the House of LeMay. And that comes from the documentary, Paris is Burning, that talks about the, uh, the club scene in New York City in the late um, 70s, early 80s, that um, they created these houses because they were sanctuaries for misfits. Um, for the transgendered, for the drag performers who were not being accepted in their own families. So they created their own family and they called themselves the house of whoever it was. And so I, I like that concept. And I like that idea. So I said, okay, we're going to be the house of LeMay. And so we did that. And since then we've created our own uh, backstory of being raised in uh, uh, Beaver Pond, Vermont, at the hot damn trailer park. And so we do stories about the different citizens of Beaver Pond. We have our friends uh, um, take on different characters and uh, it's just uh, fun and silly. And um, we, we've raised literally hundreds of thousands of dollars and awareness for a wide variety of uh, organizations in the, the surrounding area. 
So this came from a desire to perform and a desire to entertain and a desire to raise money rather than a desire to put on a dress. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, people say I said, you know, I have no des- I have no qualms about being a male, uh, being a man. I have no desires or thoughts of that. I am a woman or or any of the transgendered issues. Thank- and I'm thankful I don't uh, because that has to be very confusing uh, and very troublesome to a lot of people to come to that awareness and then to act upon it. And I admire them greatly for that. I just feel very thankful that I, I'm, I'm not in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is one of the th- reasons that I was looking forward to having you on the show was because as we dance in the discomfort zone and accept people for their own perspectives and their own lifestyles and whatever, part of it is having a better understanding of what what things mean and 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 where everybody stands. Sometimes it's not a black and white, clear, clear situation. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for your perspective on this. Um, so wait a minute, before we get a little bit deeper into the whole, into drag and where you, what you've done with it and where you've been with it, um, you grew up in Lima, Ohio, right? I'm saying that right, right? It, it is Lima, L-I-M-A, and it stands for Lost in Middle America. <laughs> <laughs> and you say that that kind of shaped who Amber LeMay became. Is that, uh, is that- well, it definitely shaped who I am <laughs> and, uh, uh, Lima, uh, at the time when I grew up, growing up there in the 70s and 80s, um, it was going through the Rust Belt phase of the Midwest where factories were closing down and people were moving away. And um, there was really very little opportunity for someone in their early 20s, mid 20s to have a career there. And um, and plus, it, I, I like to say it's in that it's in that great gay triangle of Toledo, Dayton, and Fort Wayne. <laughs> Were there five of you? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, and while there was a great gay bar there, but it was still very, you went through the back, you went in the back door, you know, you, it was very closeted community. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I didn't want to live that way. And, um, so I, uh, fortunately, um, some my friends got uh, uh, fired from the Westinghouse plant there in Lima and moved to Vermont. And I drove one of their cars from Lima to um, Burlington, Vermont. And that's the furthest I had ever been. I was 26 years old, 27. That was the furthest I had ever been away from Ohio was the drive from Burlington, from Lima to Burlington. And I fell in love with Burlington the first day I was here. We were walking up Church Street, which is a pedestrian uh, mall. And there was um, an angry lesbian shouting on the city hall steps about something. I'm not sure what it was, but it was a political rally. And I just said, I love this. <laughs> this is my home. <laughs> and I just um, felt just felt so comfortable. And then I said, I came back for a visit. And then I said, I'm moving here. And uh, went back to Lima, took care of some details and uh, loaded up my truck and moved to Vermont. <laughs> moved to Vermont. And you haven't looked back ever since. No, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, just uh, I feel very comfortable. Burlington is a very beautiful city or town. Mm-hmm. Some would say it's a town. 
Um, it's a population of around 32, 35,000, uh, but 150 in the surrounding area because we abut right up to uh, Lake Champlain. So you can't grow mm-hmm. much that way. Um, across the lake is the Adirondack Mountains where the sun sets every night and the sun comes up over the green mountains. So mm-hmm. it's just, um, uh, it's just great. It's just beautiful. And home of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. So that, that uh, adds a lot to it as well. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you glad you found your home. Now, what do you as Bob do in your quote unquote day job? <laughs> That's another great story. I work in the clinical simulation lab at the Larner College of Medicine at the University of Vermont. All right. Um, what All right. Do, what yes. does that mean? <laughs> oh, oh, well, what that does is we teach them. Um, uh, medical learners, their basic physical exam and communication skills. And then we also train them for other skills as they progress in their education. And we assess them along the way. One term I don't like to use, but it kind of keeps you, frames your idea, is sometimes we pretend patients. All right. So the students learn how to uh, learn exams on us. We teach them their exams and then um, we uh, assess them and train them others as they go, as well as talk as communication. We spend a great deal of time in communication skills. Hmm. Wow. All right. Now, as far as Amber LeMay goes, she is the Larry King of the <laughs> drag queen world, host of an online drag queen comedy talk show, Amber Live. Yep. So you all have very different professions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do. How did you end up doing that? Well, it was um, the pandemic. You know, have you heard about oh. that? Have you ever heard about the pandemic? I heard this. There was this thing a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, the, our Burlington shut down. I think it was like uh, March fifteenth or sixteenth, and. Uh, of course, no one was going anywhere. And I, I lived by myself and I was going a little stir crazy. And so I contacted my friend Russell in New York and I said, um, I see people are doing these live Facebook things. I said, I, I think I want to do that. And he goes, well, OK, go ahead. And so that first day, first night, it was, uh, let's see, we closed down on the 16th. My first show was the 22nd of March. Wow, you moved fast. Yeah, yeah, I get bored easily. So so the first couple episodes was me sitting in my living room dressed as Amber with poor lighting, with the laptop on my lap. And I kept bouncing it because I was nervous and all this stuff. And so it was mainly just me talking, you know, just about whatever. People would send in questions and, or comments and react to that. And so after about two or three weeks, Russell says, um, I think we can do more with this. And he said, you know, let's work on some lighting. And he goes, I think we can get some guests too. Let, let's, th- let's think of some of your friends who do stuff and let, let's have some guests. So that's what we started doing. We have just talking to local people, talking about what to, how they're what they're doing during this, um, the pandemic. Talked to a lot of bar owners, um, entertainers, and performers, other uh, business owners, uh, just to, and some uh, some local pol- politicians that we were friends with, and then it just kind of grew from there. Russell started calling in some of his. Um, um, friends from New York, um, a lot of the actor friends and creative people he knew. So I would interview them um, all, all online. You know, we use StreamYard and it's a great uh, system to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be, I moved my studio from my living room down to my basement, uh, created a backdrop. And, uh, a rainbow brick wall action. Oh, oh yeah. That, that's, I, that was built by the Gaysons, you know, the gay Masons. <laughs> <laughs> 
they were very active here. Um, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, we just started adding di different things and uh, getting um, more prominent guests. And uh, then we, every once in a while, we have a writer, but I, I write most of the material now that we do. I open up the show with uh, some headlines, uh, you know, a little monologue. And then we do some other bits during the show. And again, we have the friends from Beaver Pond come on and they give reports and uh, do little bits of things. And, uh, it, it's, we've done, I think now 107 episodes. <laughs> we've taken very few weeks off, you know? Because yeah. I figure what, you know, well, Russell does all the work. He's, you know, he's down in Queens and he's, he's doing all the, the getting the guests and everything. I, you know, at uh, about a quarter after seven on Sunday, I go down and put slap some makeup on, put a dress on and turn the computer on and just start talking. You know, uh, you just show up and talk. Now yeah. tell me the process of becoming Amber. I mean, so you had you ever dressed in drag before you created the character? Uh, we did once for Halloween as, you know, just silliness, you know, and uh, so we had a little basis there. Um, it's like I've uh, I like to say that uh, Amber's a character, you know, and uh, and she's she is a uh, I like to say she's your favorite neighbor or your drunk aunt or your drunk neighbor and favorite aunts. You know, she's kind of combined right there. She's a, she likes to have a good time, likes her cocktails, you know, and uh, wants to make sure you have a good time too, whether it be laughing or however else you want to have a good time. Yeah. Well, how do you, and this has always fascinated me because drag queens always have very specific person, like, like Amber, a very specific personality, very specific brand as it were. How did you come up with that? I mean, it just it um, it was organic, you know, it, re it really was, because uh, one thing that uh, we decided early on was that we wanted to sing. We would not be lip sync. We would not lip sync because we both had voices and very fortunate to have our good friend Craig Hilliard as our accompanist. He's been accompanying us for since we started 28 years ago. Um, and he's a good friend of ours. And so we decided we're going to sing. And so that that helps, you know, just to, to create. And uh, I like to write jokes and skits and uh, it just evolved from there. And did you have a comedy and performing background before this? Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been in theater since uh, high school. OK. Community theater, some dinner theater and professional theater. Yeah. That's yeah. that's so fun. Yeah. Now, as far as the show and creating that in the pandemic, was there any discomfort that you found in creating Amber Live? Um, yeah, because I thought, oh, God, am I, am I making a fool of myself? You know, you know? Isn't that what it's all about, though? <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm having fun at it, but, you know, there's that anxiety, you know, what, you know, what am I putting myself out there for? You know, the, are, are people watching it going, oh, there, there, he, there he goes again. <laughs> so, uh, but I know they're watching. <laughs> are you get are you getting good? I mean, with over a hundred episodes, you're yeah. still going. Yeah, we getting... get good feedback, and uh, it, it's very, very, very interesting. Uh, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, remind people to uh, go to amberlive.tv. That's amberlive.tv, where you can find out more information and links to our YouTube channel. And we've well, got and... Like, we have over seven hundred clips on our YouTube channel. Um, some are all of our full episodes, but also Russell has broken up each interview and we've had some great interviews uh john fetterman from who's now the democratic uh, nominee for senate from pennsylvania he was a fascinating interview we had him almost two years ago and his wife giselle oh i just can't wait to them get more national notice um 
And Francois Clemens, who was uh, Officer Clemens on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh. Uh, he, he's been on three or four times because he's just a, a great, great interviewer. And uh, just a, a, he, sing, he loves to sing on my show as well. Uh, but we, we have authors, we have politicians, um, a lot of Broadway um, performers and TV performers. Um, just, yeah, just interesting people. That's uh, Awesome. And have you gotten any um, negative feedback on it? Um, I don't think so. You know, it's, if it has, it's from people who I expect to get negative feedback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> How about the merchandise? Cause there's merch on the show there. I mean, on the website, there's all kinds of things. Are you selling a lot of stuff? Oh, I like to see people wear those around town. Sure. You know? I bet. And we've, we've got some, we've sold out to California, uh, down to Florida, you know, all over. That's interesting. One thing we do on Wednesday nights is we uh, we do um, a live promo of the coming week. And so we thought, well, I'm dressed up, so I might as- let's go on and let's talk for an hour. So it's just we call it Amber Chat, and um, we just talk whatever people want to talk about. It's usually what well, what we had for dinner, what yeah. we're watching on TV. But we have people, regular people, who come on every week from California, from Florida from Tennessee, from New York, from Vermont, from Manitoba, from Alberta, from Newfoundland, from England, wow. uh, Japan. We've had people from all over the world tune in and just make some comments. And uh, it's just really fascinating. What's really cool is that I see, I've become friends with some of them on Facebook and I see that they've connected with each other as well. Wow. And if someone says something, they'll, they'll connect. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Or, oh, good luck and all this. So it's really created this little community of uh of Amber Crew, as we call we call it the Amber Crew. So, oh, that's awesome! So you're going to keep doing Amber Live? I, I have no reason not to. You know, um, well, Ru- Russell can tell me probably some reasons. <laughs> I'm <tired laughs> of doing it, but uh, but Russell's working hard, and that's again that's AmberLive.tv. Uh, but uh, uh, no, but he does a great job with that, and you know, we're hoping that. Um, uh, he and I are both optimists, you know, and we're hoping that someday someone's going to see, you know, flipping through and, and, uh, and say, Hey, that, that looks pretty sharp. You know, I'd like to do something with that. We had one guest, um, uh, DJ Glenn from uh, hoop. There it is. Uh, mm-hmm. team. Um, and he was fascinating as well. What a nice man. And it was right after the Geico commercial that, you know, everybody loved. And um, so, but he said that um, I said, well, how do you, how are you still relevant, you know, from the tag team days? And he goes, I, I leave breadcrumbs wherever I go. And he goes, some people pick them up and some let them go. But uh, I, I put myself out there and I get picked up. From, you know, sometimes I get picked up. And it was really, uh, uh, we took that to heart. And that's why we're, we're reaching out more. Uh, we, we, we've, Russell's developed a show into podcasts. He's got up some things to put out there on podcasts. And uh, so, yeah, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a hobby for me. You know, I, I don't, I don't make any money from it. Um, but, uh, that's, it's always been, drag's always been that way. Um, yes, it costs some money sometimes, but, um, but, you know, I figure people who golf, they spend a lot of money on golf. People right. have a boat. Oh my God. They spend yeah. a lot of money on a boat, you know, I don't yeah. have kids, so I don't need those, you know, spend money on the kids. So the little money I do need to spend, you know, it's, it's a hobby. It's, Just, it's a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So what's on the horizon for the House of LeMay? Anything exciting coming up? 
Uh, well, um, we just last week we had our winter isn't well, it's usually called winter is a drag ball, but we had to postpone it this year. So it was winter was a drag ball. And uh, that's an annual event. It was the 27th annual um, event, and I've produced 20 of them. And so it's a uh, raises money for um, local AIDS organizations. And uh, over the years, again, we've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for them. But it's a night um, held at the Higher Ground Nightclub here in Burlington. And in, the ballroom holds 700 people. The lounge holds 300 people. And I have entertainment in both lounge, lounge and uh, ballroom. People can go back and forth. It holds up to 1,000 people. Oh, wow. um, DJ, dancing. Some, uh, it was a little slow this year because we had to postpone it. Um, and there was a lot of options to do in February in Vermont. There's not a lot to do. So we, we sell out. You can't get anywhere. <laughs> but in May, there's a lot of options in May. So our attendance was down, but uh, we, we're looking forward to next year. But um, that's what we do. And then um, Sunday, Lucy Bell LeMay, that's uh, she's uh, one of the House of LeMay members. She's our um, cousin, Lucy Bell, and she was a foreign exchange student from Mississippi. And so that's how she came to Beaver Pond. <laughs> and she does the recipes on your oh, she does a uh, bitching in the kitchen yes, yes she does and uh but she and i will be working the vermont um, city marathon this sunday oh, uh, fun. This, is, this is our 10th year of doing that we stand at the corner of church and cherry street and the runners come up the street and we direct them to turn you know where to turn we keep the pedestrians from the stupid pedestrians from crossing the street when they shouldn't. Um, at one time, there's runners coming up the street and runners going down the street. So we separate them and it, it's really work. And uh, But we love doing it. This is our 10th year doing it. And the past several years, people have stopped while they're running. They'll stop and go, got to get a selfie and, you know, do it every year. And or they'll, throughout the year when we're out in public, uh, they'll say, oh, you don't know how much it means to us when we're running up the street and we see you. It just gives us a boost of energy. I go, yeah, because you want to run away from us. don't." You? <laughs> <laughs> and what mile is that? Um, it's usually at the six. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, and then also, um, this uh, coming up, I'm sorry, we've got planes flying over here. Um, but um, we also have um, the Vermont uh, uh, Burlington Jazz Festival coming up. Oh. And we always walk, we always get dressed up and walk up and down Church Street that just to just to be out in the public because it's the, we have a lot of outdoor cafes and a lot of people and there's music everywhere. And so people stop and get pictures with us. And uh, it's just fun to do and uh, makes people smile. And uh, then they'll buy us a drink and we're, we're, we're very happy. There you go. Yeah. Then you actually become the favorite drunken aunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I, I thank you for your time for coming on. Last question for you. Is there any misconceptions people have that you've kind of worked to combat about drag? Well, yeah, I think it, it, it's a lot of conflicting of, you know, why, why people do drag. You know, do, do I, do I think I'm pretty? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, so you really want to be a woman? No, I, I'm an entertainer. I'm a character, you know, um, again, but drag is a, a gateway for a lot of transgender people who feel who are making the transition to feel comfortable being out in public as as the, the themselves um it gives them a, a, a first step so to speak uh then they can continue on their journey um but yeah i think that's the most misconception of do you do you, do you think you're hot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. 
you're like, I'm a great looking man, but as a woman, you know, I'm a man yeah. in a dress. <laughs> oh, another thing, Amber, Amber, Amber's a handsome woman, um, but uh, women our age or younger come up and say, oh, I wish I could wear those clothes. I go, well, why can't you? You know, go down to the Goodwill and you know, yeah. relax. You know? <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> wear some hose, you know, yeah. make, it, make an effort. You know, that's uh, that's all it takes is just make an effort. And yeah, they go, oh, I couldn't do that. I go, well, you're probably right. You couldn't. <laughs> Leave it to me, honey. <laughs> well, Bob, you're a delight. And I look forward to watching more of Amber Live. AmberLive.tv is the yes. website. <laughs> we'll put that link in the show notes as well as we always do. And a uh, few other, few other uh, links so you can get in touch with Amber and see all the fun stuff that she's doing. Bob, thank you so much for your time and for being on today. Well, thank you, Anne. And uh, we'll have to do a reversal here. You'll have to come on my show sometime. I'd love it. Okay, <laughs> very good. Thank you so much. Well, there you go. Episode 185 of Dancing in the Discomfort Zone, where I got invited to be on a drag queen's show. <laughs> Next up, RuPaul's Drag Race. I hope you enjoyed this episode and Bob talking about Amber and giving us a better understanding of drag and uh, what it could mean to some people and what it could mean to others. And uh, and the joy that Bob and the rest of the House of LeMay are clearly making and bringing to the community where they live. So thank you so much for dancing with us today. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode of Dancing in the Discomfort Zone. My name's Ann Bonnie, and watch for me on AmberLive.tv. Premium.